You're listening to the simultaneous sound, keeping a heavenly focus while earthbound. Hey everyone, I'm Sarah. It's Sunday, so you know what time it is. It's time to talk about Jesus. Well, every single day is a time to talk about Jesus. But today, we're going to talk about the right side up so in the bible everything kind of seems upside down the way jesus does things the way his disciples act you know him just look upon somebody in a boat and say come follow me they don't ask questions they just say yes like that that kind of thinking goes against all logical thought that we learn you know number one don't talk to strangers Number two, think logically about every decision you make. You know, things like that. So, in the Bible, you find a whole bunch of these things that are seemingly crazy, seemingly contradictory, but actually true. And it might seem that the Bible is upside down, but we're the one that's upside down. God, the Bible, the prophets, they're right side up. So that's what we're going to look at today. But before we do that, let us pray. Dear God, bless this word. Less of me, more of you. And just come through, speak to people. Give me the words. You know what's going on in each one of your children's lives specifically. So I pray that these words that you give me will be anointed and will speak to the people listening. And that they will be blessed. In Jesus' name I pray. Amen. So, paradox. What is a paradox? It is a seemingly contradictory statement that when examined is actually true or well-founded. So, a paradox is like in the world but not of the world. Easy example. I may or may not have found that out in 2015. But anyway, seemingly it's saying something completely inaccurate. If you are in the world, you must be of the world. However, from reading the Bible, we know we are placed on this earth because we are supposed to be the salt and light. We can't be salt and light if we are just blended in. You can't be set apart if you are a part of so that's the first example that off the top of my head (laughs) that was actually the example used to explain paradox to me so that's how i understand it every time i think of paradox i think of in the world but not of the world but there's so many different paradoxical statements and crazy things that just make you question god are you saying something here? Like, it doesn't immediately sound right. So the first thing is a living sacrifice. A sacrifice is something that is dead. On the surface, that seems contradictory. But in Galatians 2 verse 20, it says, I have been crucified with Christ and I no longer live, but Christ lives in me. The life I now live in the body. I live by faith in the Son of God who loved me and gave himself for me. So, are we dead? No. 
Not literally. But metaphorically, we better hope to be. We should be. Because us being dead signifies that we're not responding to the things that we used to respond to. When something is dead, it cannot respond to light, sound, touch, taste, nothing. Like that, we should be dead to all the things that we used to desire that was wrong or that was just chasing the wind. And so now we are dead, but who is the one that is responding is Christ in us. So straight off the bat, living sacrifice. Paradoxical statement that is true. And that if we hold on to that, our lives will be a lot better. But what we want to do <laughs> times is be a dead sacrifice. We're not responding. So the Christ in us is not responding. We're not really doing anything. God speaking, we're not, we're not obeying. We're just kind of dead here. You know? We have the title of Christian, but that's as far as it goes. But what God wants is a living sacrifice. When every day you wake up, you say, I'm going to put my desires to the side and I'm going to put you first. So, a living sacrifice. The next one that I really like is lose your life to gain it. And that concept is found in Luke 17, verse 33. Whoever tries to keep their life will lose it, and whoever loses their life will preserve it. So, what that mean? Let's read it again. Whoever tries to keep their life will lose it, and whoever loses their life will preserve it. So, when we try to keep our lives, we try to hold on to things that this world has. And when we lose it is when we get the real meaning out of life. When you just let go of the chase, the chase after money, the chase of material things, the chase after even happiness. When you lose that is when you actually find the real meaning into life. So, figuratively, when we lose our life, we gain it. When we let go of the things of this world, we can gain the things of God. We can't hold the two of them one time. But also, literally though, when we lose our life, when we die, we gain it in heaven. So everything in Jesus' way, as he talks, you can see that it seems upside down. But as we go further, we see more and more that it is the right way. Next, and the most profound, this is not even a paradox. I don't even know what this is. My mind cannot comprehend what kind of figure of speech this is, but it's crazy profound. Now, the third thing I wanted to talk about is I am that I am. So, if you've never heard I am that I am, it comes from the story of Moses when the burning bush was talking to Moses and he's like, yo, who are you? You're a talking bush that is somehow burning but not being burnt. And 
the man said, I am that I am. What does that mean? That's so profound. And so, in John 8, 58, it says, Very truly, I tell you, Jesus answered, Before Abraham was born, I am. No, you see, when I saw that verse, I was absolutely blown away. You know what bold acclaim Jesus is making right now? He is saying, not only was he, if he was to say he was born before Abraham, you know, that alone in itself would have been a bold claim. Because this is a man that is in his 30s talking about before Abraham was born. But he goes a step further to so to say before Abraham was born, I am. That means that he currently exists in a past time. This is kind of too much for me to handle right now because I don't even understand some of what I'm saying. But the implications of this is crazy because we serve a God who lives outside of space and time. So why do we think that the concepts in the Bible should be normal and the way we're used to and easy to comprehend? No, he is great and he is mysterious, which is why we keep having to chase and search and study. And that's why we want more, because he is so great. So the reason he can say seemingly contradictory things, but it still makes sense, is because he has infinite wisdom that we know nothing or very little about. So when he says these things, it doesn't make sense at first glance to us. But his wisdom is so high that we can't even understand some of these things. I am? I am? If you... Okay, so so if you were, then you were. You used to be. And if you are... Then you are in this moment. And if you're going to be, then you're going to be. But this shows like another paradox. Showing that in the past, he is. In the future, he is. And in the now, he is. So when people say, you know, God stays the same. It's not only because, you know, he's God so he doesn't change. But it's because he he lives outside of our understanding so everything as everything is going around and around and time is occurring he's outside of that he's the same so when you hear the statement i am that i am the great i am like all of these i ams it should serve as a reminder that the god you serve is not just God of the past, miraculous wonder, and that was then. And it should remind you that, you know, he's just not right here right now, and then he won't be with you tomorrow or when times get really rough. He is. He says, I am. So yesterday, I am. Today, I am. Tomorrow, I am. And he's with you in every single thing. He's greater than all of this. He exists outside of time. 
So that to me is the most mind-boggling and comforting thought. To know that the friend I have is bigger than everything, lives outside of time, is, not was, is in the past, is in the present, is in the future, and still loves me, cares about the little things in my life, writes down my conversations. Like, this is in the Bible, you know. You can look it all up. Save your tears in a bottle. It's all in the Bible. I'm not making this stuff up. I'm not, like, fantasizing about this personal God. It's in the Bible. So to know that the great I am, the I am that I, I am, who really cannot even be named, but chose to take on a name so we could call him a name. Like, <laughs> how profound is that? So with that being said, to wrap everything up, to conclude, the Bible is full of these seemingly contradictory things or crazy things when really they are true they are profound and we should hold on to them and so just remember be a living sacrifice lose your life so that you can gain it and i am that i am is with you sounds weird saying it but he's with you and he is is he stays in that current position whatever the time and i hope that gives you comfort because he's not changing he will stay he has you man he, he has you he has you in the past and he has you in the future that's grammatically incorrect but i cannot say he was because he is yeah man that's all i have to say today i hope that you got something you grasped something that i spoke to you today yeah let's pray god thank you that you are thank you that you're with us i pray that we don't forget that you are so great and still you care about us i pray that right now we will remember your love and we remember that you don't change you're the same, the same I am that did those miracles and talked in the bush. And is the same I am that is the shepherd. And so God just help us to remember that and help us to pray and believe in your greatness. And help us to forgive others, help us to be kind and patient. In Jesus' name I pray, amen. Goodbye, everyone. I really hope you have a good week. But if you don't, just remember, I am is with you.